Welcome to the Leafman Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Taylor. This is my co-host. Brixton Quarter. Um, so the way that this works normally is at the beginning of each podcast, before we jump on the screen, we have this glass coffee table and we sit down and we write out the things that we've talked about this week or questions that have been brought up in our weekly huddles, things that we want to talk about. And then we try and run through as many of them as we can. We don't always have time, but um, they're questions that routinely come up as we grow our business and we figure they might help you guys in your life. So I wrote down um, morning routine. That's a pretty hot topic right now. Everyone seems to want to know what the best morning routine is. Um, I wrote down longevity um, with work and fulfillment and how to motivate employees without income. <laughs> Sounds like a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is it tough? Um, anyways, I got uh, balance written down just as a general thing. Figured, you know, finding balance in all things so you're not, you know, so you're avoiding that moderation is for cowards. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I wrote down May 27th, but that's going to go into the balance thing. Uh, so we'll just do it then. Okay. Sounds good, man. Um, morning routine. What's your morning routine like? My morning I, I'm, routine? I'm, I'm, I, think, I think we're a little different. I think everyone has their own little For sure. things that they have to do without fail. But like, yeah, I think my morning routine is pretty strict. Like I get kind of irritated when I don't get to do my morning routine. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not as strict, honestly. And you definitely have a different, different routine than me. I mean, yeah. I would never take a cold shower in the morning ever for any yeah. reason. <laughs> um, you know, but I do do other things. I make sure that I go downstairs. I eat a string cheese so that I can take my vitamins, um, like all my nutritional supplements and stuff, the ashwagandha, the L-theanine, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but other than that, I just kind of like, I, I, just, I just go to work on my phone yeah. and kind of tackle things as they come to me. So maybe you're a better one to speak about well, having about good. having a disciplined morning routine because yeah. I, I, I'm kind of all over the place. It just depends on the day for me as like, you know, general manager and also managing managing other stuff in my life. But yeah, I, it's it's a job that ebbs and flows. Do you shower in the mornings or the evenings? Both. Some both. Do both. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy talk, dude. Dude, what? it's fine. Sometimes sometimes it will. Okay, so sometimes it's nighttime and we're watching a TV show. and I really love it. Like right now we're watching Yellow Jackets. It's awesome. Yeah. So go watch it. Um, showtime. <laughs> but like all like, I want to continue watching. I want to get at least one more episode of this in. Or shower. I'm gonna, no. I'm going to go take a quick shower so I wake up. <laughs> so it like wakes me up for like, because it'll wake me up for like a good hour. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a shower doesn't wake me up, wake me up, but it, it, it gives you that little push yeah. for that little makes extra sense. time. Yeah, I, I'm pretty strict with my morning routine, man. Yeah, you're I, definitely better to talk about this than me. Yeah. I wake <laughs> up, you know, at 6.30. I brush my teeth. I fill up my, I get, after I brush my teeth, I get three of my um, pills out. I get my, magnesium, my ashwagandha, my vitamin D, and then I go downstairs, I fill up my water bottle with water, and then I put a scoop of L-carnitine, a scoop of creatine in it, and then I take a probiotic and all of the pills that I grabbed from in, the, in my bathroom. Then I grab my headphones, I let my dogs out real quick to go to the bathroom, then I grab my headphones and I hit the road by 7 a.m. and I do a six mile run usually takes me about an hour. So I'm back by like 8, 8.30, depending on if I run some or walk some. 
and then I rinse yeah. off, and then it's like go time with estimates and everything else. Yeah, you rinse off with cold water. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So Disgusting. I get back. I get back, and then the first thing I do is I turn the water to hot, and then I get ready to get in the shower because I want it to be able to get hot when I want it hot. Right. I don't like cold showers. Yeah, you either. don't want it to be warming up when you're like yeah, so at like, your one minute. Or, yes. Or... <laughs> <laughs> so I turn it hot, then I wait for it to get hot, and then I uh, jump in the shower. I turn it to cold. I set my timer for one minute on my phone. I sit there and do breathing, get frustrated, and wonder why I do this to myself every day. And then I turn to hot once the alarm goes off. And then I get out, get ready, feed my dogs, and go about my day. Yeah, dude, you know what's funny? This week, I don't know why. It's warmer now than it has been all year. But this week, I have been super unmotivated with the cold showers. I'm like, this has no health benefit. I don't even know why I'm doing it. And then I catch myself doing that. And I'm like, that's like the weak man in me talking. And I have to do it now. Otherwise, do you I'm know just... why you're thinking that? Because the interview is right. Because <laughs> it's pointless. All those things are correct. <laughs> this is pointless. You don't need it. It's not doing anything other than. Well, I guess it's good for your. I guess it's good for your mental health. Yeah. Not in the moment, but I guess it is part of that. Like your whole thing with it is you did something hard. Yeah. That's and what... and that and and if that helps if that helps you mentally, yeah. then that's mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go you. Go you. Yeah. Honestly, I hate it. Yeah. It's some people are like, I love the cold shower. I still don't like it. It's not fun. But I. And I honestly, there are great many benefits. Like if you read into Wim Hof stuff, there's a great many benefits to like ice baths and all this stuff. I don't think I'm getting those from my cold shower. But anytime I tell myself that there's no reason to do it, I feel like I have to do it more because that's me like, you know, chickening out of doing yeah. the hard thing that I need yeah. to do. Yeah. And I have things like that that are not exactly, not, I mean, they're not exactly like the cold shower and stuff, but yeah. I have the things that give me a, evening or whatever. I have a bunch of stuff that we've recently gotten that I haven't put together. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. Um, <laughs> but, but every day I do one. And then we've also been doing some spring cleaning. Like I deep cleaned the uh, the fridge over oh. the weekend. And it was the best feeling in the world. So yeah. that so and if, and if I and I was upset on Friday. Remember when I, I was upset, like losing my mind because Spencer's dump trailer wouldn't dump. Yeah, and yeah. And just everything. Everything was going on. on. But yeah. anyways, yeah, so I was all stressed out about that. <laughs> and then I get back and I'm just about to go out or, or go in. I'm just about to clean my fridge. Yeah. Clean my fridge. <laughs> and then I just notice that there's three estimates on in yeah. places yeah. like far away. And I'm like, I'm not going to get to the fridge today. Great. And then I got into my car and I raged all the way to those estimates. <laughs> yeah. Then you get to your, your estimate and you're like knocking the door and they're like, hi. And you're like, hi. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm wonderful. Yeah, I was yeah. I wasn't just raging to Metallica yeah. in my truck. <laughs> no. But I think I think honestly, here's the thing. Morning routines are like a super hot topic because every entrepreneur in on social media is talking about like how their morning routine is the best routine. This is what you need to do if you want to be a millionaire. And the truth is, there is no specific morning routine that is perfect and one size fits all. What do you need to do in the morning in order to feel set up to accomplish your day? Do those things right. every single day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what I do. If I don't finish my, if I don't get to do my walk in the morning, like on the days when I'm out in the field with the guys, if I don't get to do my walk that morning, I do not feel good or complete until I get home from like going and doing all Whatever, that other stuff yeah. and then going and do my walk because it's like an integral part of my routine. So it's like frustrating, not frustrating. Like I can put it aside while I'm with the guys, but I won't feel right with myself until that is done. Yeah, fair enough. So. I definitely feel that with other things yeah. as well. So yeah, with other things. I definitely feel it. Right, let's move into one of yours. Let's go balance. Okay, we can go balance. I mean, th- both of these are mine. Balance and May 27th. May 27th was just to remind me to focus it on 
alcohol hilariously because May 27th is your sobriety date. Yeah. And uh, I've always, I'm like on a small tangent, I've always thought it was super funny that it's the day after my birthday is, your, is your sobriety date. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that was, uh, a really, that was a really fun birthday probably. That was a fun birthday for you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably, yeah. Uh, and like we're best friends and everything, so that's yeah. just so fun. It's like, of course. Yeah, of course. If yeah. I had a sobriety date, it would be it would after your birthday. After your birthday, <laughs> yep. Yep, my sobriety start date was the day after your birthday. Rough, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was four, May 27th, so like four weeks, three weeks away. Will yeah. be four years of sobriety, dude. That yep. went quick. Yeah, that's freaking crazy, dude. Yeah, that went really quick. That um, kind of flew by. Like The first year was hard. That's one of the things I want to talk about this year. I've been putting some thought into it. I want to do like a specific podcast on four, like four years of sobriety, my best advice for each year so far, mm. you know? I think that would be beneficial to a lot of people. So, for sure, for sure, and we could definitely that week or something do come bring in all like maybe alcohol related topics. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely not sober, but I can speak to the other side always yeah, yeah. and finding moderation and yeah. balance, like I was talking about. Yeah, and, and I was reminded about balance because of, and this is an actual serious one for me. Once I'm not ta- bitching about the Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Even though they're out of the playoffs, so. <laughs> but, but anyways, uh. So I was chatting with my brother uh, the other day, um, just talking about how our family has always been like, this is the biggest, been the biggest struggle for me in it, is that, I don't know if it's a hand to mouth thing. I mean, you probably see it, David, every single time we film, like I I, I have this hand to mouth thing. Yeah, I, drinking all the time. And I'm, I don't drink slow, none of us do. None of like the McWhorter d- men do. Yeah. Like, and it's not just alcohol, it's Gatorade. Like if I had a Gatorade, some people are like, oh, yeah, I've been drinking this Gatorade. You know, I got it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I drink. will drink a Gatorade in two minutes. Yeah. I'll drink. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it's, so it just kind of like, we, it, it like per- perfectly flows into like alcohol being a problem. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. we were chatting about that and my brother struggles with it. And he's, but he's younger. I mean, he's yeah. just got out of a fraternity in college. But, you know, he drinks till he black out some, blacks out sometimes. And, uh, you know, the only problems that he's ever had in his life are, Times when he's been blacked out. Yeah. So he, yeah. I was trying to teach him about balance. I was I was like, dude, you're not gonna be able to control how fast you drink. Just pad it with something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, and because that works for me sometimes on and off. It works for me. Yeah. Like I do the I do a hard seltzer, then a regular seltzer. Hard yeah. seltzer, regular seltzer. Yeah. Some people do like water, beer. Yeah, water, that's what beer, I told water, him to do. Beer, I told water, him beer, water, beer, water, yeah. or drink yeah. water, and t- try your best to make that water last 15, ten minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean. The hard part is like, this goes against like every addict's <laughs> mantra. Um, you know, like it's probably it could be arrogance in me. I don't know, but I no, I personally sure believe is. that like I've gotten to a point in my life, right? Like I have no I have no desire to drink. I don't feel like the need or urge to do it. It's not like something that itches the back of my mind. A lot of alcoholics talk about how they fight it their whole lives. I honestly don't fight it at all. Right. I don't like think you, about it. You don't think about the fact that you, I'm like, missing out for not having a beer. Like, right. And and not even in the way that I feel like I used to what I used to feel after like a year or something yeah. like that would be Oh, I've got it now. You never yeah. feel that. Well, you probably do feel that. Like you probably feel like I, I probably could do it, but I'm never going to. Yeah, that that's that's Is that where you're at. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of what I was going towards. I, I feel like I'm in like a Schrodinger's cat or whatever. You know, like I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I was like, that's a good parable for it, because like 
Do you know what Schrodinger's cat is? Oh, yeah. One of yeah, me and, it's like one you of me put, and my wife's worst arguments was about it. Yeah, really? I said yeah. it was a stupid, it's so, so, stupid experiment. So, like, it's like there's a cat in a box. You can't prove whether or not yeah. it's dead until you open the box. So, in right. theory, it's probably dead, but you can't prove it or you don't know right. until and, you open it, right? Right. And, and my wife's argument is also meaning that they, they use that to show, like, a physical representation of an alternate reality. Yeah. Because your reality, your reality is, I don't know. Yeah. But in there, there's something there's a actually cat. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel about alcohol. Like, I'll never know because I'm never going to do it. But I honestly feel like at this point in time, because I have changed who I am fundamentally, if I wanted to have drinks again or beers again, I could do it and probably balance it. And maybe that's the arrogance in me. Maybe, like, right. a real addict is like, you could never control it. But, like, I don't have a desire to, and therefore I feel like I could. Because back in the day when I did have a desire to, I couldn't control it. Because I desired the beer. I don't desire it anymore. Right. So it's not like a thing, like... Where like I feel like I need more because I don't need it. Period. Yeah, and it works for it works for them. Like I know I know like we were talking about those hardcore addicts, the AA folk, the NA folk. Yeah. Like, and I get it because it probably saved their, sobriety probably saved their life, and they got there through AA and NA through yeah. that hardcore like overbearing, yeah. almost overbearing. I mean, I mean, I'm glad it works for people. I'm not yeah. talking bad about the program at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that for me, when I have ever gone. I just go in there and I'm like, whoa, guys, yeah. Yeah. chill. It's also very hard to relate for like, there's more yeah, younger. It's yeah, exactly. There's a lot of younger people now that are suffering from addiction. And it's hard for a 23-year-old to be like, I'm a full-blown alcoholic while going into a room full of 50-year-olds who are like, right. have wasted their whole life because of alcohol. It's like, how do you relate to that guy? Like, I'm, I'm 25 years behind you. Yeah. So it's like hard to compare. But as far as like, you know, like people like in your brother's shoes, people are going through those things. I think personally, they could probably learn how to manage alcohol consumption in such a way that like it doesn't cause problems in their life. But I think the only way to do that is to take sabbatical, like take a 90 day sabbatical to prove to yourself that you can do it. Right. And then when you go back, okay, now I know I don't need this to enjoy my life. I've learned how to rehab fun. I can have a beer with dinner and not need to black out. Right. But you have to learn how to enjoy your life again you, until you learn how to enjoy your life again without those things, you're always going to end up going back to the blackout zone because you need the alcohol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least yeah. that's how I feel about it. So That makes sense. And, I, and I'm not sitting here. I mean, obviously, I'm not sober, but I'm not saying I've found the perfect moderation or balance. Yeah. I definitely haven't. Yeah. Most of the time, you know, nighttime, watching TV, three, four beers, whatever, five, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But then, like, you know, Tuesday, I drank 10 beers on accident. Yeah. On accident. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. I don't know. I, just got, I got this weird burst of energy and like Sarah fell asleep and I was just like, oh, this is a really good string of episodes and New Girl, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was like, what a reason to stay awake. This <laughs> streaming service show that I could pause at any time. <laughs> yeah, I've got more views. And yeah. then, yeah, and then I, yeah, I go downstairs and I grab like two more yeah. and bring them up to the bedroom. But that's so. still not, you know, as far as moderation goes, like not great. But also, I mean, five years ago, we were drinking a 750 each night. For so. sure. <sighs> improvement <laughs> you know? I don't know you know like the PTSD looks in like movies when it like freeze frames and like or like slowly zooms in on them and you can just hear war in the background in their yeah absolutely dude <laughs> just so funny you just hear like the bush can push <laughs> <in the background. laughs> yeah dude nightmare. Where? nightmare 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 disgusting where <laughs> disgusting where yeah, I, that's how I feel 
you can kind of learn to balance that. And then I also think people have like a, a misconstrued understanding of balance. I think people think that balance means daily balance, like, or weekly balance. Um, I think balance can sometimes mean that like you fell out of balance very far one way, and therefore you have to be very out of balance the other way to get back. Like, for instance, if you're a pretty in shape human with a pretty good maintained diet, right? Mm -hmm. The scale is pretty even as far as like health and your physical appearance and everything goes, you're, you're here. But if you eat like crap, treat your body like crap, eventually you're gonna become overweight and the scales go like this, right? And you can't just expect to do a little bit and then it's balanced back out. If you're all the way like this, it's going to take a lot of weight over here to get you yeah. back up to here. Right. You know what I mean? So For like sure. sometimes you have to put in way more balance to get even. And um, it's not, a, and, and to that point, it's also not, oh, I struggled through all this and I, oh, through trials and tribulations, I have found balance. It's like, yeah, but you gotta keep it, motherfucker. Yeah, you gotta keep it. You gotta keep you, it. You, it's, it's not like I've, yes. I found balance. Yeah. It's, you, you're constantly, you're in the middle of the scale, you know? Yeah, And yeah. You, you have to stand there. It takes time. It takes, yeah, it's it's just like, it, it's like, yeah, so. I so, don't know what that pantomiming that? <laughs> was, but. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's it's very much, yeah, it's like, you know, just for lack of better, a good, better metaphor, you know, the same weight thing, right? Like, right. if you're only like five pounds overweight, you only have to watch your diet for like a, a few weeks and like monitor your running and then you're back to here. Yeah. And then you just, a little bit of bad days, a little bit of good days, a little bit of bad days, a little bit of good days, a little bit of bad days. But if you let it go, 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 yeah. then you gotta like, I have to have a butt ton of good days in a row without yeah. break to get it back to here. And then it's, exactly. and then you can do a little bit of bad, a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, a little bit of good. But sometimes that back and forth is good. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, that, that back and forth is good. Sometimes it's what's required. Right. Sometimes, man, my work is falling apart. If I do not figure this out, my company will fold and therefore I won't be able to take care of my family. So you gotta put a bunch of weight on that side, which means that your family loses a little bit. But right. then once you get that fixed and it's self-sustaining, you can spend more time with your family and then it comes back. Right. That could take months sometimes. So a balance for me is like understanding that like you have to bring things back around. It's just like one big melting pot, right? And you gotta keep stirring it yeah. and keep stirring it and keep stirring it. And sometimes it takes a lot more work. Yeah, so that's kind of how enough. I feel about balance. Yeah, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. What do you got? Oh man, do you want to go over longevity with work and fulfillment? Like how to stay happy long term throughout like a lifetime career, or do you want to go over how to motivate people without any income? I want to do that one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, it's a hard one, dude. Yeah, it sucks. You All right, you, just, you, you, you young entrepreneurs, I'm gonna learn you something, and it's gonna be very difficult. When you start a business you are not going to have a lot of money. Right. And you are going to have to be an exceptional, outstanding leader to get people to follow you because you cannot pay them above asking price. You cannot even sometimes pay them like the top tier of your industry. You have to pay them like what you can afford, which means that your leadership and creativity have to be on point because you have to find other ways to keep them around than money. And that is difficult to do. Right. And you got to have the right people that are ready to hear that. I mean, not everyone, even the best leader in the world couldn't do this mm -hmm. with everyone. Can't do it with everyone. You're going to have, that's the other thing that you need to understand as a young entrepreneur. You're going to have turnover because you don't have the money yet. And that sucks. And you, you, I used to beat myself up so bad when we lost guys all the time. Yeah. I would hate myself. Like, man, what am I doing wrong? I'm like, 
doing, I've read all these leadership books, I'm implementing all these things, I'm putting them before myself, like, what am I doing wrong? And the truth is, you're not doing anything wrong. But like, people also have a life to live and you can't judge them or get frustrated with them or think that you're a poor leader because they have bills to pay and like, you just can't afford to give them what they need. And that's not on anybody. That's just a part of the growth process and that sucks and it's a hard one to deal with. I know you suffered through that. Crap, man. How many people did we lose in the first two years of trying to build Trico because nobody could stand carrying heavy logs for sixteen dollars an hour all day? Yeah, because we didn't have we didn't have any equipment. We didn't have any equipment. I, th I mean, I think I think for me, um, how should I say this? It it was a a lack of a lack of options, honestly. Yeah. And and I at that time I didn't see a path with where I was at you know, salon. doing hair and at the salon and stuff like that. And even though I was working for $15 an hour doing heavy manual labor, growing a company, I was inside of a growing company and I was the first one there. Yeah. And now I'm the general manager. Yep. And that's what I try and tell people at the beginning of, of Trico was like, that's how I kept him around for as long as we did. And let me put something into perspective for the viewers and listeners. We were paying everyone, even Brooks, $16 an hour to carry hundreds of pounds of logs and material and cut and slash in a CO, in a carbon monoxide filled environment doing tree work for two years. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was 15 the first year. Yep. 15 and, and to keep people motivated doing that was no easy task. I had to have a lot of talks about it. if you can ride through this with me, like I promise we are going to build an empire and you will be there with me. You know how many of those people are here now? None. Zero. You know who is Brooks, and you know how so much, and you, and you know one, <laughs> one, and you know what he, know what we did. We fulfilled our promise, and he is doing the things that he wants to do, and is making the money he wants to make. So sometimes, to keep people motivated and fulfilled, you have to promise them, but then you have to follow through on your promises. You have to do the things that you said you're going to do. Otherwise, when you get to the top, people are just going to be like, "That guy's a liar. Why would I work for him? He promised that guy this, that, and the other, and look, now they're there, and he's not giving it to him." Right, and I think what's important is that when you the couple times that you take the time to check in and you see what, like, nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hit it with my wrist. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, um, oh, shoot. What was I going to say? Oh, you, you check in with them as far as, like, where they want to be in five years because we know how we're going to grow. Yeah. And you know that if they say, I want to be doing something like this or that, you are already growing a future position possibly. For them. For that person. As, as small as we are now, there is managerial positions for every single one of them eventually. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's that's what I have, like, I've given this speech so many thousands, hundreds of times in Trico that, like, I have it down pat. And that's always part of the spiel is, look, we are building a company. The positions they are, you are going to fill have not even been built yet. Like, we, yeah. we are not a big enough company. So if you can maintain that vision and trust in the process and trust in me, because I have been a man of my word to you, then I promise you, Whatever position you want, we will build because mm -hmm. we will be a big enough company. And that's what you need to do as a leader. So, like, it's very hard to motivate people without income. But that's how you do it. And you're going to have to accept that you're going to have turnover in the meantime. And that's part of the process. It's part of it's part of earning your stripes as a business owner is going through the, those difficult times. That's why a lot of business owners who have investors fail because they never had to learn that process. They just started off paying people a buttload of money and never had to deal with, like, learning to motivate people without it, you know? Right. Which is a very integral part, I feel like, to leadership. And it's and it's, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy on your end, and it wasn't easy on my end. That, like, I, yeah, I, trust is, yeah, that was difficult. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm also not saying, like, I'm not saying that 
every time I heard you give that speech or whatever, or you, every time you told me like, hey, trust me, I'll get you where you want to go. Half the time I was like, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, 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 like, okay, but okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know? But yeah. And, and I almost quit like three times a year. Yeah, I almost quit a bunch of times. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All the Every time. winter. All the time. All uh, the time. Once in summer, twice in, <laughs> twice, in <laughs> twice, winter. twice in winter. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not easy. But I mean, I'm glad I did it for sure. But I wasn't perfect in any aspect. No, definitely not. Um, but it's it's a uh, it's good, man. I, I think it's an important part of leadership. I think you know. But but also on top of that, now like. As far as you and me cutting and slashing and carrying all these logs and stuff, now, because of that, I think it is, it is moronic. It is so dumb, dude, when people think that because they did a hard thing, people in their company should have to go do that hard thing. Right. That is stupid, dude. That is a stupid mentality. Yeah, it's a poor way to lead so people. So dumb. I, I, I discourage it entirely because, look, we did all those hard things so that we could have the right equipment and pay the guys the right amount of money. You make, when you were working, Without any of the equipment that we have now that makes everyone's life yeah. easy, you're making $10 an hour less than our lowest paid employee right. does right now. Right, exactly. Which is proof that we don't make our guys do the things that we did because it's a stupid way to run a business. Exactly. But on, on the other hand, we, we do expect if that situation arises, arises. Then, then bear with us and, yeah. and do it. And, the, and our guys do every time. Every time, yeah. They do it every time. But it's because they know that we're going to take care of them. It's because they know that we've built trust. And when I tell you, like, I need your help, then they'll help because when they tell me they they need help or they need yeah. a piece of equipment or like they need hey can I borrow this that or the other can you come help me out over the weekend guess who's there us yeah so yeah. I felt like like the first the first day we had this I remember so clearly the first day we had this kid <laughs> so stupid <laughs> so clearly just knowing how, what how we had been doing it the whole time yep and I watched Matt drive the skid over and pick up a. 10 foot huge spar <laughs> and, and backed it out. It was like I was watching an Aston Martin drive by. I was yeah, like, like oh. Yeah. So, I have wasted so much of my body. I, and I just look at my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So man. bad. So miserable. Oh, but man. it's good, man. Like, I, I think that that is, that is an important part to leadership, learning all of those things. It kind of goes into the last one, which is longevity um, with work and fulfillment. And I think. The key, <laughs> miscatch. Um, I think the key to longevity fulfillment with work is like I talked about it on my post, one of my posts recently. People get so caught up chasing the goal and the destination that they don't enjoy the journey. And you hear it a thousand times. You hear it over and over. All these entrepreneurs enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. But most of the people don't understand what it means. Okay, if you're a real entrepreneur at heart, if you are really going to go far in the world. If you really want to have the best life, you're always going to have new goals. Even if they're micro goals, even if they're small ones, you're always going to have new ones, which means mm -hmm. that you are never going to get to the destination. So if you can't learn to enjoy this process, and yeah, you'll have little wins along the way. You'll have right. little destinations. But as soon as you hit that destination, there's another one. Exactly. So it's like, if you can't enjoy this process of getting there, then you're not going to yeah. get there and then be like, cool, I'm done for the rest you're of my never life. Done. Yeah, what are you going to do? I have plenty of goals at Trico. Does that mean next year when those goals are done that I'm like, Gonna chill out for the next six Got years it. of my life. Yeah, like life over. Cool, did it. Yeah, Sarah no. was actually talking. We were talking last night when when we saw that post or whenever whenever you posted it. Um, yeah. We were talking when we saw that, and I think in her own way she was kind of like almost proud because because yeah. she remembers when when she first met you when you were first getting into the like, yeah being being a businessman. You were like you were like goals, money, this that. Yeah, and 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 then she was like, it was like I'm gonna buy another property and. And Eric is a little stressed. Eric is a little stressed up out about it. And, <laughs> yeah. and Sarah was like, Sarah was like, 
I dude would enjoy, and, and <laughs> she, she was like, that, that's kind of like what she was trying to tell you back then. She yeah. was like, dude, enjoy the journey, yeah. smell the roses. And then she saw that post. She's like, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have come far, dude. It's growth. It's growth. <laughs> but yeah, I, I used to be that same way. Yeah. I, and I talk about that a lot. You know, I used to be like, I think maybe at the beginning you kind of have to be. I don't know, maybe you kind of have to be that way. To like, well, you got to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And now I still have those goals, but I'm not in such a rush to get to them. Or like, I'm more at peace with like, I don't need to be the next Steve Jobs or like, I don't need to have a real estate empire. Why do I want those things? I'm plenty of happy with the salary that I make and I'm plenty of happy with the things that I have. So like, why can't I just enjoy these things? And then as I get more, as I get more, I'll enjoy those things too. But like, I'm, I'm very content with what I have. Doesn't right. mean I'm not motivated. Doesn't mean I don't think about new goals to write on the whiteboard. Doesn't mean that I don't have my own vision board or things that I think about all the time. But I just, they, they're not so staticky in my brain that I can't think about anything else. Right. Now I can think about other stuff and I'm like, yeah, cool. I should probably like, I got some stuff to do to move that goal forward today. And then I would move that goal forward and then I will be like, yo, you know, I'll grab lunch. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to like hammer on the guys, you know, on everything. So, yeah. And, and you're not, another example is, you know, if they're done for the day and they have time to do another job, if they made a certain amount of money, then they still go home. They still go home, yeah. That, 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 you're not, hound, you're like, not scrounging for every last dollar. No, I think that's a good sign of true, true, true leadership, right? Um, you're a servant of your employees. So I don't, even though we could send them out to make more money, they have done what I asked them to do. So just because they did it good and and fast doesn't mean that the reward is go do more work. The reward is go home. Thank you for the hard work. I really appreciate you. And there are shit, there are shit days on the forecast. So, yeah. so you, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So things will if, happen. If they're, if they're off early that day, their, their karma dictates they'll probably have a, you know, a, a nine hour crane day. Yeah. <laughs> things happen. But that's, that's the balance, right? Like you, they, they, they have a bad day and they stay late, right? And that benefits you because they got the job done that day and they gave up their time to do it. They're all salaried. So like, it, they working them working overtime hours doesn't benefit them at all. But because of that, you also have to take care of them, which means, hey, you had a short day. See you. Right. Yeah. See you later. Go yeah. take care of your stuff. Yep. So I don't know. That's kind of how I feel as far as longevity and fulfillment and happiness goes is you just need to you need to slow down, enjoy the process, understand that the destination is always going to be a moving target. And if you can do that and still have goals and still have your motivation, then you will live a long, fulfilled, happy life. Personally. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's all I got today. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, just updates. Uh, both the Kings and the Bruins are out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> I have no one to vote for. I have no one to root for. I'm all and alone. I, and There's I, and I'm breaking inside. <laughs> but inside. Other than that, <laughs> good to go. Cool. All right. Get out of our face.